Ladies and gentlemen, hello, welcome. Uh, Chris Oakley here, and you are listening to episode seven of the Football Attic Kit Podcast, a special podcast as it turns out, uh, because you find me back in my homeland, the UK. God bless her. Uh, I'm back, and I'm very happy to be sitting literally only a yard away from my ever-present co-presenter, Rich Johnson. Hello, Rich. Hello. I'm also here in Chris's homeland, and I haven't been stabbed yet. (laughs) Well, that's... Not yet, said, although actually, given the conversation we have, I think one of you is going to do me over. <laughs> this is a one-hour podcast and anything can happen. But it's not just a special uh, podcast from that point of view. It's also special because we've got two former two former guests of our podcast back with us once again. It seemed absolutely right and proper to invite them on, given that I'm only in the uh, UK for a short time. It's John Devlin from True Colours Football Kits and Jay from designfootball.com. Hello to you both. Hello. 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 Great to be sitting around a table in a pub, which is why you can hear background noise. This is a bit of a first. Seems a natural place to kind of meet up, really. Uh, so you will be witnessing a uh, kind of synchronised um, getting drunk uh, situation here. It will become less and less legible as the podcast goes on. More and more racist. But we will, but, but we will get a uh, transcript of our uh, dialogue put on the website for you later on. Anyway, a bit of a special podcast, um, but what we... Um, thought we'd do by way of a topic is to dispense really with the usual structure of our podcast and just get on with taking one main topic here and that is to look back on the 50 greatest football shirts ever which is a uh, a, a project that all four of us were involved in it came to an end over a year ago can't believe how time is flying by um but uh, a project which nonetheless took a long time to put together uh, was very enjoyable for all of us and seemed to get a great reaction I think we're all jolly proud of it but the thing is we essentially thought we'd do a retrospective and look back on how the whole thing came together uh, what worked well what perhaps didn't work well how maybe even we'd change it if we had an opportunity to uh, so that's what we're here for so uh, we'll skip through the kind of timeline but to, to go back the first um, the, 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 where it all started really was me sending a message to the three of you the date was 10th of May 2014 <laughs> which is getting off about two and a half years ago now really that long ago yeah and I, mean, I won't read it all out but it's basically me sort of saying um, um, I, I feel the undeniable compulsion to do something about all the repetitive unoriginal articles that spout so much of this uh, crap that we see about like you know basically you know the worst kits of all time that kind of thing uh, my solution is to create a 50 greatest football kits of all time series uh, that will be of much greater interest uh, to the average reader this was on, a, on the footballattic.com um, and basically sort of said you know do you fancy doing it and at that point fellas I mean the, you could have quite justifiably sort of went nah it's not really my thing and yet what was incredibly pleasing from my point of view is that you all to a man just went yeah no definitely up for that and it was all like you, you kind of got where I was coming from and I mean what did you, when you got that message what was going through your mind? What was your in- initial reaction? Uh, I think naivety, looking back. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think it was the same as you, Chris. I think we, we looked at it and kind of thought, well, yeah, same sort of thing. You know, we, we, and, and there seems to be a lot of negativity around football these days. And it was just, I think at the time it was grinding the pair of us down, for, I know for sure. And I think we looked at it and just thought, actually, it would be nice to do something positive. Because even though we were, we were, at the time, football nostalgia side, it's like we, we always said, Celebrated nostalgia. We didn't really do down the modern day, so hmm. and we were just a bit sick of the negativity. And we thought, well, actually, you know, there's a 
ton of really good shirts out there. So rather than doing the worst, which is dead easy to do, and any old Charlie can do that, um, we thought we'd actually you know spend a bit of time doing this, and we wanted to do it properly as well. Yep. I mean, that, uh, that's what prompted it. I'd seen yet another one of these articles that sort of said the worst kits of all time or whatever. And it was all right, it's all right if you only get one or two of those articles, but they were just cropping up sort of every couple of months. And it, I don't know, Jay, John, how you sort of feel about this, but it just got to a point I thought enough is enough. These are easy to put together, these articles, and there's no substance to it. So we need to not just show that it can be done with a bit of effort, but actually be turned on its head and made into something positive so yeah I, mean, I think that's totally right I think it's the um, the idea about the positive aspect mm. and it is easy to knock out we said earlier we could knock out a worse, worse kits thing now it would, you know but it actually taking time to look at what makes a kit great takes far more effort and far more the dare I say knowledge to actually put that together so that was always my inspiration behind it I, um, I think those articles the worst kit articles um they're a little bit like sex, so that even if they're bad, it's still better than not having sex. <laughs> so, the, so if you're saying that's that, not what your it's, girlfriend's it's an, saying, <laughs> uh, if um, it's the, the worst kits ever, articles. There's still an article about kits, so yeah. I'll still love them and I'll look through them and, and the worst kit books and, and that kind of thing. So it's still great, but. There was a void there that no one had actually said what the best ones. And, you, mm. and we have seen more since we did ours. Yeah. We have seen more of these articles actually with a little bit more positivity. But when you said that you contacted us all, I, I just remember it as my idea. I think it's more... Uh, <laughs> I just look back and go, well, no, that was me. That was, I, I decided to do that. I was just going to say, though, surely we've all had that idea yeah. in our heads before. So no, I've mentally, as I'm going to sleep at night, mentally thought, what would be my top ten kits? And people yeah. ask me, what are your favourite shirts? So it kind of tied in with how we were thinking. For years, I think when I first knew you, John, I, I promised to write a top five kits that are mine mm. article. Never did. Mm. And then I started a blog my own, so, yeah. sorry. But, <laughs> but the thing is, like you said, like, you know... Um, uh, about about the, you refer to them as articles. A lot of these things, mm-hmm. I, I don't even call them articles because some of them are just like a, a, an image slideshow where you just kind of click the right arrow and it moves on to the next image. So there's not even any text in a lot of these oh, things. Like articles. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what uh, Eskimos are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we won't go there. Um, so it, it, a lot of it just seemed like lazy. I mean, and even if you sort of said, I think this shirt is badly designed because and then wrote an explanation it would have been something but most of the time you just get an image and of like you know the I don't know something David Seaman wore but in 1996 or something and, that, and then move on to the next image anyway it was very heartening the fact that you all sort of subscribed to the idea obviously then we had to then get down to the nitty gritty of working out how we were going to do this and going back through the over 9,000 Facebook messages that we generated in that time not all about football it has to be said um <laughs> It's fascinating seeing how the kind of whole idea um, came about because there were various ideas that came about which we never used. I think initially one of the first things was I think Jay, you suggested that we should categorise the kits into sort of England, international, world, you know, national, whatever, which actually seemed like quite an interesting kind of thing. And yet, for whatever reason, maybe we I don't know, we just sort of maybe it was just sort of over categorising things but that was how we were going to do it I think we were going to kind of like come up with like 10 of each in 5 different categories with, with hindsight that sounds like an idiotic idea I think. 
I was say, I think that's what we thought the time. Oh, right. The reason we didn't do it is because it was one of your ideas. Yeah. We were just waiting for you to catch up with our yeah. thinking. <laughs> but but I, I think, I mean, looking back, actually, it's quite appealing because I think the suggestion was that we'd all each get ten shirts each that we'd write about. And then, so, for instance, week one would be um, me doing UK shirts. Week two would be Rich doing European shirts. Week three, John doing international and so on. Four, Jay doing a kind of pop luck kind of mixture of things. Um, part of me sort of thinks maybe we should have done that, but but ultimately you end up with you still end up with 50 shirts of all kinds, really. So, uh, well, I, it's funny actually thinking back on that. That would have been a nice way. Certainly would have pleased us all to have our favourite shirts there. But I think the way we did it by kind of like really hammering home our points of view. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was the best way around it. I think that would have been too easy to do it the other way, where actually we really had to validate what shirts we'd chosen and yeah. convince the others. And I think, so I think, the, yeah, I think the other reason we sort of didn't do that idea was because we would have ended up with, you know, kind of we'd say, okay, we've got 10 of these shirts, 10 of those shirts. And then you'd have ended up going, oh, hang on, I've got an 11 shirt here. Yeah. We're kind of struggling to fill turning one, and we'd have 20 in another. And it was just like, nah, it's, it's, it was a bit too restrictive. Yeah, yeah. Can I, sorry, I've just read <laughs> something on day, day two of this whole process. Saw Jay clearly wake up feeling very enthusiastic about the project because his quote was, he sent a message to us all saying, hello there, I'd just like to say that a couple of minutes ago, I suddenly remembered the conversation we had last night and nearly got an erection. Um, <laughs> So you can see from even an early stage how enthusiastic we were about it. <laughs> uh, Jay more than most of us, possibly. But um, there was even a discussion about whether we should do shirts or kits, mm. and we sort of decided to go for shirts, which I think was the right decision to make because yeah. of, the, frankly, the number of permutations you can get once you include shorts and, shirt, uh, shorts and socks. rather. And also that wouldn't have fitted for the title of 50 Greatest Football Shirts. No, no, well, indeed. Um, so then the next thing was, like, basically, how do we pull together all our possible shirts that we want to write about and I think we sort of suggested maybe writing sort of twin, uh, nominating 20 each which gives us 100 and then we whittle it down which is kind of a good place to start I suppose um, but um, I'm just trying to sort of go back really I think essentially what we what we kind of said was like look let's just kind of throw everything into a big pot and then we'll just have to assess everything forget categorisation and we'll just kind of like assess them each shirt on its sort of strengths that in itself was a bit of a tricky process because it required kind of complicated spreadsheets, voting systems, uh, and that they, kind of thing. Yeah, I've forgotten how complicated they were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It would have been good if we got around the table like we have done here <laughs> and crashed it out in person. That might have been... You're basically saying, oh, I haven't got over to the UK quickly enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just yeah. didn't put the effort in, Chris. That's where he carried the project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, an interesting sideline, actually, is that in terms of nominating the shirts... I think you made the point, Jay, of the fact that, you know, what we might entertain the idea of doing is bringing in other sort of guest contributors because of the fact that I think you're, roughly speaking, what you said was we're all the wrong side of 30, which is very polite on your part. could have said a lot worse. And that maybe we need to bring in people who are younger so that we had a wider range of, like, more recent shirts and that kind of thing, which is actually a very valid point. I think think that is actually something maybe we could have thought about. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had obviously we had uh, guest post writers yeah. like uh, Dennis Hurley and people like that, shaky, but and yet that didn't necessarily bring the general no. kind of average age down necessarily. <laughs> I think the reason we rejected that idea is because most young people are twats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what Jay said anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Now, what was quite comical is that at one point we actually thought that we could actually get this done and finished before the 2014 World Cup, which was quickly uh, dismissed. And that we felt that actually, because I think what we thought was that doing it during the summer in between domestic seasons was a good filler sort of yeah. thing. And it would have been good to do, but we quickly realised it would have taken far too long. So therefore, we just thought, let's just play the long game on this and just take our time over it. And boy, did we take our time over it because it sort of took quite a while. Um, and I think also at the time John you were moving house and you were about to go on holiday Jay so that was that also kind of you know made it clear that we were going to get this done quickly so there was that um, from an early stage it became quite apparent that this was probably going to end up with the West Germany 1990 shirt and the Holland 88 shirt somewhere in the top three maybe top two and was it quite early on we decided well I think we did didn't we yeah came out. 15th of May 2014 I have the exact quote uh, Jay saying by the way I reckon the whole thing is going to build up to Holland 88 the West Germany 88 slash 90 in the end for places 1 and 2 and at that point we could have gone ah oh, yeah actually you've got a good point there let's just forget the whole idea because if that's what you're aiming for mm. as it turned out of course what we ended up was number 1 against number 3 yeah. so I think that justifies that we went through the whole process shows but, um, how wrong you were <laughs> yeah. yeah it wasn't one v2 1v3 um, uh, what's particularly interesting in this whole procedure though is going through and picking out some of the shirts that were suggested that didn't make it and we could at this point now all at least, of Jay's <laughs> and just, just pick out a few because maybe their listeners might be interested to know which ones didn't quite make it so um, some of yours Jay for instance Man City 2009-2010 third shirt yeah. the white one with the red and black horizontal sash actually a very nice kit a nice shirt I should say yeah, um, I'm not so bothered that that hasn't got in, although I think it is a great shirt, because we had others from the tailored by range, so it wasn't terrible that I didn't get in, but we didn't get a, I mean, the bigger picture is we didn't get a sash shirt in there at all, oh, did we? Yeah, no. So that might be the regret in that, um, but overall I think I'm pretty happy with, with what we did get in mm-hmm. the, yeah what, what else did I try you, and get uh, another great one I think it's just in Barcelona Catalan yeah, away show the red and yellow stripe which I think was a nice one that's a shocking shirt really is it? I, yeah no that shouldn't have got in it's, that, <laughs> Wait, was a, that was a shirt with um, well I'm glad it didn't <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and I wish I'd never said it now the uh that's a significant shirt, but not a good shirt. If you look back now and look at what that shirt is, no, I'm glad that didn't get in. The next one, um, the England 20... I think that's the 2010 shirt, isn't it? The one after with the World Cup. Long placket down the middle. Yeah, with the, with the little crosses on it. Yeah. Oh, the up. Peter Saddle. Yeah, yeah mm. that one. I, I... Again, a nice shirt. Actually, that just reminds yeah, me, like... to be honest, of one of my favourite comments we had through the entire project, which is I think when we had number the number two shirt, which was the England yeah. 2009 one, and someone commented and said, uh, and said, I can't believe that you haven't mentioned this was designed by Peter Saville. It's one of our top designers. You haven't mentioned it. To which I replied, that's because he did. No, <laughs> no he did you know, the next one. after, however. Yeah. Um, I think for significance, we couldn't have put this one ahead of the one that eventually finished. Got to number two. Got, got to number two, could we? Because no. it was such an important shirt. But yeah, uh, no regrets again, but... Yeah, it's a good shirt, that one. I don't, I don't uh, self-flagellate over that one being suggested originally. Good. Good. Uh, Liverpool 2000, 
13, 14 home? Yeah. yeah. Well, it does seem like now, but that's... Uh, is that the Warrior one? Mm. First Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, second the Warrior. Yeah. The collar. Yeah, that was like a, an 82, yeah. a nod to 82 or something. It was a nice like. shirt. It was a nice shirt, but, but with hindsight, it, it doesn't stand out as well. And also, it was the season. I think I picked it because of the season that... The Liverpool had where mm-hmm. they, they did particularly well and, and nearly won the league. Popped up the end of the season. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was. So that was me editing there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll come back to some of the other nominations as we go along, but early on there were there were already lots of. Um, what should we say? Um, vibrant art, art, art arguments about the inclusion of shirts. J- John, one of your early ones that you uh, suggested, which actually got into the top 50, um, but sparked well, two interesting conversations, was the um, Norwich Zara shirt with the asymmetrical collar. Um, Jay, I seem to remember, was particularly vehement in his opposition to it. How, how we're now all sitting around the same table, year and a half on, is beyond me, but... No, I think I look back at this list again now, and like Jay, there's there's much there that I think is absolutely spot on. There's very few, but I have to say this, and not in a in an era of kind of consolidated consolidation. You know, you had a point. <laughs> oh, oh no, don't say that, John. After, after you fought so hard How to get that, in. that I still John? think it's an absolute brilliant shirt. But now, when I look back, I think there were others that we haven't got in there at all. Can I just say for the record been... that I still think to this day that all of Jay's nominations were crap. <laughs> That's oh, yes. sweeping. Um, I think I think that has sweeping. When you look at the elements that make up a great shirt, that had a lot of them there. Yeah. But I look at it again now, and think, yeah, you know, I'm, there's a couple of mine particular favourites, Fulham 2004, which mm. didn't make it, which again mm. is quite controversial. But I think it was really bold and had such that's a, a puma asymmetric. Yeah, that's, that's right. That was nice. And I think that had such great. Um, sort of a modernist approach mm. that could have moved kick design on mm. and that's what I think I loved about that Norwich shirt but you know I'm, I think it's, it's great to hear these different views now but with, you're sorry, sorry uh, with the time that's passed I remember when we originally suggested it I was angry that it was going in and I tried to <laughs> actually stop angry it. very angry um, then when we actually published it I was angry but less angry and now when you look back because of the trend of football, football design <laughs> Nuclear about you, you actually, I look at it and go, well, it's, it's not offensive to me anymore. Whereas in 2014, when it was originally suggested, it was, I, I mean, it was a, a slight. But, but, wasn't that a great, <laughs> but wasn't that a great thing that we all, a lot of times, I remember a couple of times people would say, you've convinced me. Chris, you said it to me once mm. on the yeah. shirt. And I think it's really good it's that we, we passionately put forward our cases. So this wasn't a thrown together thing that we knocked out one afternoon in the pub we spent a lot of time trying to figure this out yeah. and, and freshening it out so I think it was a, a brilliant exercise mm. in terms of yep. doing that well that's and that's a point I was going to come on to actually it became apparent further down the line that you sort of think okay we've all kind of nominated a load of shirts we've voted on each other's shirts but it was only when we started actually writing the articles you go Actually, you made some good points. I yeah. really like that. Yeah. It's almost like if you could have done, you, you wanted to have had that at the start of the process, so you had a full, you know, a write-up about each shirt, describing mm. the benefits of it, so that you could then give a, a firm yes or no either way. And it was so it was almost like a kind of having to go back to square one after we'd started writing the article. But therein you have it, and hopefully you, the listeners, have benefited from us having written the articles. Yeah. You can you can get that more rounded view of each of the shirts. But uh, you yeah, know. Interesting. I mean, I like the, the Zara shirt just because it had some new and creative element. The asymmetrical collar and the, and the colouring, which kind of you know chimes in with the Lotus sponsorship. Yeah, tied in with a design from Lotus. I'm yeah. all for 
you know, creativity and originality in shirts, and I just thought that was more more than worthy of being included for that exact yeah. reason. That's something that we would usually say is a negative thing, though, isn't it? That the influence of the sponsor. That's a, a capitalist thing to, to put the sponsor for your. I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing in this shirt, but no. I would say we would usually say that. Would we say it though? Or would you the purist would. football fans say it? Okay. I, I, I think there's, there's a difference. Mm. Is that I'm not saying that we these people don't have that view, but we, yeah. we accept that this is sponsorship is what, part of what football is about. Mm. So the fact that they're getting so intrinsically involved with the club. Yeah, we, I remember we distinctly made that point about the Newcastle shirt because we said that the Newcastle sponsor, mm. Newkey Brown Ale, yeah. was so tied in with the club and so perfect for that shirt that anything else just wouldn't have worked. And in fact, any subsequent sponsors Newcastle have had, especially the current wanker wife that's <laughs> That it just shows, yeah, the Nuki Brown Ale was perfect for Newcastle. Mm. And okay, I'm sure that shirt would have looked just as nice without it, but if you're going to stick a sponsor on it, that worked perfectly. And I do think the Lotus one worked really well. Yeah. And of course, green is a part of Norwich's yeah. 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 mm. so it's not as it's not as controversial, say, as Carlsberg arguably putting their green into the Liverpool Cup. Oh, yeah, right. yes, in, yeah, yeah, you know, Well, is that based? Oh, I don't know. It's never been the first said. Of, well, the first away before. that had green was the year before, wasn't yeah. it? But I have read that there, there was an awareness that the cars, cars that were going to take over the deal. Okay. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but it is interesting. And it's not quite the same shade of green as I've mm. studied, but yeah. it's, it, does, it, it does put forward the... Uh, the idea of how linked these clubs and sponsors yeah, are. Yeah, getting into bed with sponsors. Yeah. And things, yeah. um, speaking of green shirts, one controversial one, that, and which caused a lot of um, dialogue because it just sort of seemed to throw a spanner in the works. I think it originated from a suggestion, I think it was you had, um, Rich, which was about a, a Saint-Étienne two-tone green striped <laughs> shirt. Now, well, I think explain. The reason that this caused so much controversy is because um, I chose, I think it was the 2010-11 Sanetian shirt, Centre Chen for that. <laughs> um, and I, I do still really like that shirt, but then at the last minute I decided that actually I wasn't that keen on the shirt. And there was another one which we had like we had like wild cards which were mm. thrown in. Yeah. And my second wild card was uh, the Universitario show, which did eventually make it in. Mm. We had a lot of toing and throwing about it, with Jay arguing that I shouldn't be allowed to substitute shirts at the last minute. Um, <laughs> but then, as it turned out, I'd actually got the wrong shirt, and it was this, the other Etienne <laughs> shirt, which I think Chris had picked, which was actually in there anyway. Yes. But thankfully, we had forty-nine shirts, and needed an extra one. We one so more. we then all voted the, voted the Universitario that one was, anyway. Uh, there's one kind of comment that comes up in the in the in the thread, uh, which is something like, "You'll never guess what." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we've been talking about the wrong shirt all this time. I had forgotten about all of that, and, I, and oh, it's yeah. now all coming back to all the arguments. <laughs> kind of despair. And yeah. I think I blocked it out <laughs> subconsciously. I've said, "No, no, no. That's that's don't that go to you, your dark that place." Being so unreasonable. No, uh, I don't think I was. We had a system. Why, why go away from the system? <laughs> Yes. This table's going over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. It threw a bit of a spanner in the works, but we kind of worked our way through it. And um, uh, Jay a spanner. <laughs> 
um, there were there were numerous um, Saint Etienne shirts that were mentioned along the way. I mean, even going back to I think it's the early seventies, the Lecoq Sportif one that had red, white, and blue trim on the collar. So we were sort of suddenly having discussions like maybe we should include that one as well. And we were it's at times like that that your your project can suddenly spiral out of control because you're thinking, well, hang on, we have already decided this range of shirts, but I have actually forgotten about that one. So can I just bring that in? And there were discussions like we can't bring that in now. We're like you know two months into the project and and you just want to kind of crowbar in another shirt and so what may may have seemed to you the audience like a fairly kind of simple uh, simply executed project actually had a lot of turmoil that was kind of weaved into it friendships yeah yeah. well it's just it, it seems very straightforward but actually there's a lot more kind of going on there um, but anyway, coming back to sort of shirts that were nominated but never kind of made it rich, you, you had a number. Maybe you could sort of give your views on these. Uh, the La Jolla Lorca away shirt, first of all. I think it's an absolute travesty that it's not in there. Um, <laughs> no, I, well, the funny thing is, is that at the time, I think it was a worthy shirt of note. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily class it as one of the 50 greatest shirts ever, to be honest, looking back. I think it's one of the greatest ideas for a shirt the problem is that, that as we are now in 2016 two years on from the original start date uh, it's been done so many times by other clubs like you've had uh, CB Palencia uh, which have had the muscle shirt you've had the other ones recently uh, Pincenzo I think it was or no I can't remember they were um, and they've had their fruit shirts and I think it's just it's become a bit of a novelty yeah because it was like it was completely shocking at the time when someone the whole local first did it and now it's just become a bit of a oh we're a Spanish second division side so let's release a ridiculous mm. shirt to get some publicity so the idea itself has gone down so I'm, I'm kind of actually glad it's not in there because I think it would, its impact would have been diminished by the current rash of shirts we've got and, I mean the other flip side to that is that we have significant shirts in there and shirts that represent a style of, of football shirt so having that that sublimate, sublimated idea that all over pattern thing might might be an example of a range of shirts like the ones you've just mentioned so it, it could have got in there for that reason but to describe it as one of the 50 greatest football yeah, shirts yeah like I said I don't think it's one of the 50 greatest shirts I think it's one of the 50 greatest ideas yeah yeah, 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 yeah but I think yeah it doesn't stand up so I'm happy with that. Um, others, you suggested uh, St Mirren slash Huddersfield Home 88. Oh, that's a beautiful shirt. Know. Upper panel, it's a horrific shirt, but yeah, it's basically <laughs> the big one. And actually, it, it, the first one I ever saw was with the St Mirren one because I was a St Mirren fan. Um, but also, Huddersfield had it. It looks gorgeous. It's like blue and white stripes with a red collar. It's ace. The match winner. Yes, mm. the match winner bib shirt. I mean, it's a horrific shirt, <laughs> but uh, I, I just really like it. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it not being in the top 50 because it is horrific mm. but it's a shame yeah. um, the World 11 uh, shirt from 1987 against uh, Football League would that yeah, be it was, yeah. uh, I just I really like that shirt I mean, it's a standard on for a template at the time it's the World template it's the one Aberdeen had and I, I just think it's a really nice shirt and I kind of yeah it's a shame that didn't make it in because actually as a template I think it's a really nice mm. template and actually one of Umbro's best to me Umbro hit like a really nice period in the late 80s of 
really nice yeah, shadow yeah. creature so I was yeah, just going to say diamonds yeah. on it yeah. and that was very much and I think that was a really nice example of it Derby had a blue version of it uh, for their away kit which was and again a really nice example so I think that I should have fought harder for that I think the problem is I picked the World Eleven one maybe if I'd have gone for the Aberdeen one it would have stood more of a chance because it was a bit more significant we've got the Ranger shirt in there it's not the same it's smaller there is no, a similarity we have that discussion on the yes, yeah, because that's got very small. That's almost like a checkerboard. Whereas yeah. this was like big, and also it had different colour, um, like diagonal squares going down. Yeah. So yeah, pretty different shirt. Um, interestingly, you picked a goalkeeper shirt. I think you were the only one of the four who actually dared to pick a goalkeeper yeah. shirt from uh, eighty-four to eighty-seven. And there was a, br- a brief discussion I remember about you know should we be including goalkeeper shirts? I was, was a bit it, anti. Was that one or was it the eighty-seven one? The Pete Shelton zigzaggy one. Oh, I think we've got eighty-four and eighty-seven. Yeah, or at least no, I think anyway. you wrote that down. Yeah, well, <laughs> but the fact, the fact is, it was a goalkeeper shirt. Yeah, I think the one I nominated was the one that Peter Shilton wore at Euro 88, which was the kind of horrific zigzaggy lineman black one. But again, it's, it's one of those things which is very much a bold design from the time. So, mm. But again, looking back, not Bob that didn't get a top 50. What's interesting is that your last two shirts that didn't get in, you've both described as horrific. <laughs> Yeah, so clearly you're a fraud. Uh, yeah. I, 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 well, I just think other people will catch up with my design ideas. Yeah. I, I think you got it in in the Inter Milan shirt because I think that's yeah, similar, but it's not the same shirt. Well, I know what you mean, though. But that is after they took over Umbro, I think. So I think maybe that design is is based on. The, well, I did actually the compare the two wore. shirts when I reviewed this in my original blog that I did called Footy Kit Reviews. I did actually compare it with that England shirt. Um, because it is very very similar okay. yeah. but not quite the same but yeah yeah very similar mm. um, yep uh, Canada Centenary shirt which was really very nice um, and the sort of green version of the Holland 88 um, from 88 to 90 uh, West Germany away yeah. which is good um, John a number of your shirts that you suggested back then um, your views on some of these please um, Man City's home shirt from the sort of early 70s kind of Rodney Marsh era a classic yeah, it was good, but I think really its strength came from its part of the kit, mm. rather than the shirt itself. It's, it's a uniform. I think it was the whole uniform itself that really made that good, so I'm, I'm more than happy that's not what was that. Was that maroon socks? Maroon or socks, okay. which again was such a big, bold move. Mm. I, part of me, I don't know about you guys, I, I kind of like the idea of every kit being completely unique. Mm. So the idea of nobody else wearing sky blue, white shorts, maroon socks, mm. that kind of appeals to me. But as a shirt itself... I can live with that, yeah. yeah. Um, Aston Villa 83-85, a nice one, the, sort of, uh, the follow-on from their sort of penguin kit, if you like, that they had when they won the European, well, the year after they yeah. won. Was it? Oh. Again, if we did the 50 Greatest Shirt Ideas, that would be there, which was the, the kind of crew neck, the cocksball yeah. teeth crew neck with the insert, I guess you yeah. call yes. it. Yeah, yeah. Everton, had Everton had as well. You know, it's really funny, I, I didn't like it at the time, but when you look back, it, it just screams nothing but class. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, Nottingham Forest home kit 92-94 which I particularly yeah. like had pinstripes it was kind of the first return to pinstripes in a way um, and um, an Umbro shirt and with a collar I thought it was a lovely one well we've had collars around since about what, 89 but what Umbro did with that period uh, and others followed was that real 19, kind of 1930s style collar with mm. the proper big lapels and the, you know everything else that went with it long placket that's that was what was so good about that forest shirt, I think. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And many others. I mean, Motherwell home kit, Admiral Circa 77, very nice. Crystal Palace's Admiral kit from 77 to 80. West Hand away kit with the pale blue away kit with the two vertical, uh, vertical, with the two hoops, I should say, across the middle from the early 70s. 
Um, all of them great, and it's just sometimes you kind of think, I'm not quite sure how they just missed out. I mean, some of them, if they were horrific, fair enough, but there's something out there. But maybe that's where we were starting to get into the, the, the whole iconic thing, which of course we've explained at length already. Um, uh, some of them are just kind of iconic, but you sort of think maybe a bit too basic. To well, me. the West Ham one definitely is iconic, but does it make that list? Mm. You know. Indeed. Um, I had a, only had a few really that I missed out on. I, I love the Arsenal green and blue away kit from the early days. I don't know why. I think it's the fact that they were... Oh, I think it's the fact that they were sort of daring enough to actually think, well, what can we have? Well, let's, let's branch away from the old yellow and blue for their away kit. What can we go for? And they actually thought, let's go for something a bit a bit wacky, green and blue. I know it's kind of almost universally hated, but I just thought it was a terrific, terrific colour scheme. It's always screams for it to come back. I think Arsenal fans would love to see it come yeah, back. Yeah, there is a score draw version of it is there yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. um, now an interesting sort of aspect of this was that among the shirts that I was suggesting were a few which are actually from the NASL now we probably all think of NASL as being kind of quite the kits that are very outlandish but I think the ones that I were picking I was picking was things like the I think it was a Tampa Bay Rowdy shirt which was effectively a white shirt with a white with a collar and then a, just some green and yellow flashes across the shoulder and but none of those had sort of chosen and I just was curious I think John you and I have spoken on the design football podcast about NSL yeah. um, but I mean generally think generally speaking would you have maybe expected there to be to have been more NASL shirts nominated given the fact that they were a little bit more advanced in their kit design yeah. than what we had in the UK at the time um Probably not, because the majority of them were, were awful. <laughs> I mean, I think they looked really tacky. I think that's the problem, that at the time, they looked tacky, and so they probably kept that tag down the years. I mean, I'm trying to think, was it, was it the Caribou's? Yeah, 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 and so it kind of has all that negativity attached to it. I think it's, a lot of the MLS shirts I quite like. Mm. The they, funny thing is they actually follow a similar sort of... Some of them follow a kind of a bit of a whacked out sort of appearance, but they're kind of nice, but they're more in line with modern corporate, you know, mm-hmm. homogenised football that we get today. I mean, a lot, a lot of the NASL shirts, of course, what, what slightly separates them from what we had in the UK at the time forgetting any other a- aspect of the design is the fact that there were numbers on either the sleeves or the front of the shirts and maybe that subconsciously we all sort of felt that that was a little bit jarring from a from a British perspective that we didn't have that and it seemed a bit kind of yeah. razzmatazz maybe. I'm not sure if it's about the numbers but actually the idea of franchise football the mm. idea of whole city tigers it was that kind of thing that I think subconsciously we've got going on that we don't like mm. we like our clubs to be you know yeah. as they are not, not given some mm. zippy nickname some kind of yes, um, traditional local, you know, yeah. regional, whatever yeah, aspect to it. Yeah, I would say that when you look back on it now, so from a from my perspective, I started being interested in football kits in early nineties, let's say. So when I look back on it, I have the knowledge of it being done better. So everything that they were advanced in has been done since, yeah. but better. So I. In that context, I look back and go, okay, the the ideas are there, and I can look at the timeline and say they did it before anyone else, but not as well. So that's that's all I can base it on. A bit of a sort of cruder attempt at doing that kind of thing, yeah, yeah. Um, Among the other shirts that I suggested at the time were... 
uh, the Man United, what I call the Bullhorns kit from the about 1985, I think, which was an Adidas shirt with the white flashes on the shoulder. And that was universally among the three of you turned down. And I'm not here to basically castigate you about that. I'm, 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 I'm all right with it. I've come to terms with it. But I just thought no one else that I can recall had that design at the time, at least certainly not in the English top flight. I think there was a discussion about the fact there was no Adidas stripes on the sleeves, which maybe might, people might have felt a bit you know, not so great about it, but I just thought it was a great sort of original design. It's it's, same. It was certainly original, but I mean, the fact that nobody else ran with it afterwards <laughs> that's why, yeah, might yeah. indicate yeah. that yeah. It, it didn't quite hit the spot. I remember at the time very clearly when that came out, I was horrified by it. I thought, you know, what's happened? This, this is kind of like rewrote the rule books, which isn't a bad, a bad thing, mm. but it just wasn't, it didn't have that aesthetic appeal to me. Well, I think for me it was more about timing because obviously, as well documented, I got into football in '86, and that was their previous season shirt, and it looked very dated mm. compared with the '86, '87 one. So to me, it looked like a, an old byproduct of yesteryear, whereas their new shirt looked very sort of mid '80s. So I think it's just for me, it's just the sort of connotations of old crappy shirts. Yeah, <laughs> the the idea that a crazy design is most worthwhile if then it gets continued. If, if someone if we look at it and then say actually that is so great we've got to do it again mm. so one of the shirts we had I think at number 9 was the Africa Unity shirt yes. yep. so that was followed by Barcelona doing something quite similar and um, and then this season we've got the, the Nike third shirts which are doing the same thing the gradient effect yes. it goes down to the shorts and the shorts are in the same colour as the bottom of the shirt so um, sometimes you look at things initially and, and there was a lot of a lot of complaints about that being number nine wasn't mm. it oh yes yeah, yeah. yeah well I was going to come on to that actually yes I mean it's um, <laughs> it would be one thing if it was a sort of shirt that was in the lower reaches of the top 50 and got lots of complaints because you just sort of say well it, it wasn't one of the most popular but actually it really was one of the most popular ones got to number nine um, I mean the voting system that I think eventually we adopted was that we, we had our sort of provisional list and then we all had to kind of either vote yes or no for each one so each shirt could have got a maximum of four votes and there was a group that were and the group weren't and, and I mean you know the Africa Unity shirt was one I think we all we all said yes to so it's but it's interesting with, with the Africa one I think it's like um, a song people say do you like a record do you like it because of the music or the lyrics or both so if the shirt looks good and it's got some kind of meaning or concept behind it it's almost like a song having more music and more depth to it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it and that's certainly the case with the Africa one yep um, I mean it, we come back to that we were discussing off air listeners about the whole kind of Coventry Brown shirt thing I mean, and there's brown on that kit mm. and what I find frustrating and maybe it's just only maybe certain people amongst us or amongst our kit design community if you can call it that <laughs> that appreciate that thing but I just find that the use of a new colour that hasn't been used if it's done well yeah. can really be wonderful and the fact that you know Coventry used brown the fact that this Africa Unity kind of tinges into brown Excellent. It can be done wrong, as we said on a previous podcast about the Nigeria bright green, pale green shirt from 2002. A new colour, yes, but not executed very well. But um, it, it just it did generate lots of feedback from people, and, and sorry to say, most of it was was negative. But you know, 
we put forward our, our views. And I think also with that show, a lot of people have never seen it before because mm. it was never really worn in many matches. I think, it was worn, I think we even covered that it had been worn in yeah. two friendlies mm. and it was supposed to be at the 2010 World Cup as a, a universal third show for anyone from Africa yeah. supplied by Puma. Which is a massive, a massive statement, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. But it just never got seen. So a lot of people were like, what the hell is this show? I've never seen it before. Why the hell is it so highly rated? Yeah. They, they actually brought it back in a more modern template a couple of years later and it was worn as a goalkeeper shirt in the African Cup of Nations. I'm not sure which one was the same shirt. I, I think it had a collar detail that was different. So people oh, should okay. check it. Mm. Uh, I, so I remember it being worn as a goalie shirt, yeah. Yeah, but like several years later, maybe as, as recently as uh, 2014 or something, it might be as late as that. But people were, some, some goalkeepers in Africa were still wearing it, yeah. mm-hmm. or a version of it. Now, actually, at this point, I mean, I was going to kind of come on to the point that um, we were still kind of, many months on, we were still kind of trying to figure out kind of which shirts to include and which won't. But, I mean, that's that's part of the whole process what I actually while we're talking about the Africa Unity shirt John I wanted to come to you about was from the point of view of being our, our appointed illustrator for the project for a kit like that where you've got a sort of gradient effect you've also got a sort of texture overlay and that kind of thing how difficult was that shirt to do and were there any other shirts where you just thought oh my god they're asking me to do this one because there must have been a few where you just yeah. thought why what did I kind of say it was going to be okay to do this that one was actually fine it was the uh, Holland the Holland oh. home shirt was very tricky to get right not only to get right but also to capture the quality the, the character of the shirt yeah, are know? we talking about the 1988 yes sorry because there was one at the lower um, and actually yeah. actually the other one was as well because again trying to find that, that image that and image. work with that you didn't try and find it I just sent it to you <laughs> <laughs> I didn't try that hard because yeah. Jay blocking your emails at that point yeah. but even things like the uh, USA away shirt the um, I'm pointing at it which you can't see the kind of denim look shirt from 94 again it's getting that character right you can you know uh, it's making sure that you can look at it and say oh yeah mm-hmm. I know exactly That's what a, that is very good so they, they were the ones that are the trickiest but um, you know thanks to Jay obviously and <laughs> <laughs> I was able to get over these obstacles. <laughs> so no, so it was, it was, it was never great. the credit, does it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so humble. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I did hassle you about a lot of things as well, didn't I? I did used to find very small yes. details and things. And the just Inter Milan one. Didn't I? Which one was um, it? The badges on that one. I hassled you about the... Um, what was it? There was something on it. It was the gradients, the... And, I think and the collar, I think, was wrong. I think I had to <laughs> really... <laughs> crap, John. Remind me again why we asked John to do these. <laughs> but no, that was... I remember that was one that I think, really, you've got to really examine the shirt. But actually, as Chris, you will know as well, by illustrating the shirts, you really do, in your mind, you deconstruct them. Mm. And then you can find out, actually that most shirts are really beautiful when you pull them apart mm. and then piece them together again they really work you work. see about their component parts and, and how they it's make the whole yes. we're very I guess very lucky it's a lovely way to analyse a shirt by, mm. by reproducing it I reckon you had most of these done anyway <laughs> I had a few of them <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it all comes out now yeah. <laughs> yes See the John basically winged this whole project. <laughs> <laughs> recycled lots of old material yeah. very little work involved <laughs> Um, yes, well, I mean, um, we, we sort of whittled our way through it, and um, there was lots of manoeuvring, let's say, of certain shirts in certain positions, like the USA shirts from '94, mm-hmm. along with the USA '92 shirt, um, because, as I mentioned before, each shirt effectively could have got four a maximum four votes. 
and so we sort of put them into blocks those that got four three and, and then had to sort of fit them into 50 to 40 40 to 30 30 to 20 and so on um and and it was kind of tricky like especially in the case of the usa 94 shows kind of we mentioned before that jay made a great case for treating those as a pair and ultimately we had them in kind of consecutive places in the countdown but then there was also the usa 92 shirt which i think at one point we had that as a third consecutive right? so you would have had three USA shirts on the trot we decided against that and I think probably for, for good reason because as a sort of blog post series you have to have some kind of balance <laughs> you, people don't want to read about USA shirts every day day after day and because it's a crap shirt <laughs> <laughs> it's gone very quiet all of a sudden not <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of French in there as well, though, as well, which yeah. is quite interesting, isn't it? Yes. Uh, three national shows. That was one of many criticisms we had along I the way, think though. Most, mostly by me. Yeah. <laughs> but wasn't it interesting as well that there were so many international shirts there? Mm. I mean, just kind of quickly topping mm. them up. I think pretty much half and half shirts feature sponsors, mm. and the other half don't, mm. for whatever reason. Yes. So, I mean, I, you know, everyone knows who knows me knows I love a sponsor on the shirt. So it's it's uh, fun that there's quite a few that don't have them on. Well, I've, I've always sort of, I've probably mentioned this before, but I just find it fascinating how fundamentally I love a traditional shirt with no sponsors on it because you get the purity of the colour of the shirt. And yet, during this project, there were many discussions about how, you know, you get like a typical French club shirt with about 50 different sponsors over it. And I sort of thought... It wouldn't look as good as that if it didn't have all the shirt sponsors on it. So I found myself just going from one extent to the other. I wouldn't say I'm totally won over by the whole thing of, you know, the more sponsors logos, the better. But I think I made that case as well for the um, the Evian Tonon Gaillard. I've forgotten about that one. Um, because that's obviously got the little, uh, the Evian mountains on it. And yes. I think if that had shirt had no sponsors on it, it would be nice, but it would be quite mm. dull. Mm. It'd probably be good, but it, the sponsors really make it, especially the sort of shark teeth uh, yes. mountains, as I call Yes, yes, indeed. Um, so then, of course, it was a case of um, deciding the final 50, which we did, and then we had to kind of get into, get our backsides. Uh, what's the word? I'm, no, hang on, I'm going to get my sort of three. Get, get our backsides in gear, yes, I was probably going to go down a slightly Out, cruder route. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so the blog post had to be written the, the graphics had to be designed um, but we that, that was a big problem for Jay because all his shirts were in the bottom ten <laughs> <laughs> to be fair I think Jay was the first to write any articles because he was about to go on holiday and he sort of said well look if we can establish my first few I can just go off on holiday and write about it and so that was great so we got the first few sort of written and done um, and it all sort of slotted into place and and then come the big moment when we had to tell people this is about to start and by god we put our you know pith helmets on then and sort of waited for the shrapnel to fly but you and rich really i think the attic really uh sort of spearheaded that didn't you i guess it was you took well, more of the flak maybe than well the thing yeah well, i think you, you jay were quite keen that we were sort of like the main driving force driving all the sponsors if you like behind yeah. the thing and I mean, I, I, but yet at no stage do I ever feel vulnerable like the, our blessed blog. So I was going to be compromised by doing something that could be controversial because it's just I think probably because we all had such conviction in our choices. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I mean, I don't. Obviously, I didn't take as much flack as you did because it's it was tweeted from your website mainly. So. Yes, the replies were going to come to you, but I was never bothered by that. I never thought I would have never worried about it. Just, 
Yeah, fine. If yeah. you don't like the choices, that's fine. I don't. I remember you saying that at the time, sort of like, yeah, bring it on. I think was your friend. <laughs> we said, didn't we? If it prompts debate, then yeah. that's what yeah. that's, that's, that's what design does. Yeah. Yes. It makes people think yeah. what does work and what doesn't. So yeah, better well, thing than no reaction at all. Yeah. Mm. Although I did find a new loathing for people while doing. <laughs> Another oh, yeah. plus. Yeah. <laughs> Although that was just the three people involved. No? <laughs> um, but I think I seem to recall the first one or two days where the first two daily posts that went on, it was sort of like a kind of tentative excitement from some people sort of going, oh, oh this could be quite good, this is going to be interesting. And then even like from the third day onwards, then people were going, oh, all right, okay, so they've picked this one. All right, okay, well, I'm not sure I'm happy about the selection. Yeah. Well, not full-on vitriol, but just people allowing themselves to say, okay, now I understand what it is you're trying to do, and I'm going to have the prerogative to criticise a shirt if I don't mm. like it. But those shirts were way down the list, and there was, a, there was immediately a, an idea of... They don't know what they're talking about, but, but 50 shirts is that's a lot. your shirts. Too. Well, yeah, but that's... I, that but, was me making those comments. <laughs> but 50 shirts is a lot of shirts yeah. to, to get into, and, and to get 50 different shirts... I think that was one of the most frustrating things, though, is that you post number 47 and someone will go, what, no I act shirt? Sure. Like, three shirts in. I mean, there were no I they, sure. they were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, so we've got seven weeks to go, yeah. yeah. It did get a bit frustrating. Well, I, think, yeah. I think we covered that at the end, though. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, or well, they would say, I hope you're going to include yeah. you know, Peru shirt, Brazil shirt, whatever. And you sort of had to, and that was the trickiest bit in some ways, of having to be tight-lipped because the one thing you wanted to sort of say was, "Hey, just want to tell you, number ten, we've got this shirt, we've got that shirt." But of course, you couldn't say a thing. Um, but and then there's certainly a period, I think, where we we were going into the sort of 40s and 30s when people were just sort of just willing to just read the article and sort of go, "Okay." But the bit that I just remember falling about laughing was getting to the top ten. I said this before. Getting to the top ten, suddenly everyone thought, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." You're, so you're saying this is one of the top ten shirts ever? In that case, I'm telling you, you are wrong. And, and, and it was like people sort of said, "Now I'm going to play my card on this and say what I feel," like as if we were kind of making some kind of national kind of statement. Like this is this is what we think is fact, and you're all wrong. And it was just funny how people suddenly treated it a lot more seriously when, when, you, got, when you got to the top ten. Yeah. Mm. So do you think that people had in their heads their own ideas of what they think a great show is? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it well, wasn't correlating with what we were saying. No, well, not not all of it, maybe. But I mean, particularly that the you know the England shirt that got number two. Oh. But the problem with this, if, with any kind of project like this, is that if you took everybody's top ten, mm. you'd end up with the top one hundred shirts, mm, yeah. and most of which wouldn't be in the top ten. Mm. That's the thing. Because if you put everybody who said, oh, you know, I would definitely have this shirt in the top ten, you still end up with like twenty top ten shirts. But that's <laughs> yeah. why I think the beauty, the way that we did was the fact that we really really thrashed it out we, yeah. it was painful at times it really was there was times when I was thinking you know bloody hell shut up <laughs> but we got there we really thrashed it out and that's the you know we argued it and there were some great arguments for and against and that was and it that was that's the point we kept on. trying to labour was the fact that we haven't just thrown this list together no. you know it has literally taken well by the time it went live it had taken over a year so yeah. you know it wasn't really? it. is it that long yes yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we started yeah, April 2014 yeah. or May 2014 in my head it's only a period of a couple of weeks isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well you were moving house at the time you had other things on your mind probably but you were in a coma for six months yeah. as well, well what, what the funny thing that kept sort of cropping up sort of along the timeline of all these messages were sort of John's got a lot of reading to do when he wakes up in the morning oh, he's going to have yeah, to go yeah, back because yeah, we yeah, would the three of us or two of you same group, Jay and Rich yeah. would sort of thrash out certain details and, and 
Yeah, I felt a bit bad about that. And, and, and me... Stuff I skipped, yeah. Well, and, and me... <laughs> no, not skipped. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. blah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and also... Yeah. Jesus Christ, just get a room, would you? <laughs> well, also me with the time difference. You know, I'd go off to bed and then wake up in the morning like, you have missed 47 messages. You know, oh, here we go, right. I think me and Jason consciously did that on purpose. Yeah, probably, probably. Um, but there was also a comment earlier, which I thought was particularly funny, that I sort of said... Um, from like literally only about day three which is one of these days it would be nice to create a football kit podcast which basically said Jay that you know, your, your supposed claiming of this idea is entirely wrong <laughs> and it's you that's copying us it's just, we just weren't very quick to get our asses in gear really but... and yet we're already better yeah <laughs> uh, um, and I think also you said John as well at some point yeah you'd be nice to do a podcast so clearly we're all kind of thinking the same thing and, and here we are so we got there in the end um, two podcasts we have two podcasts, and you can, you can choose whichever one you feel is the best. By virtue of the fact you're listening to this one, I think we all know which one you've chosen. Um, but, you can listen to both. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that Jay's appearing on this endorses that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so on TV's John Devlin. <laughs> so um, basically, I mean, it was then we then sort of announced the winner, and I think by that stage, a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people had already figured out that probably the number one was going to be the West Germany 1990 World Cup shirt. And I don't think anything's really, I would guess, has changed that makes us think, well, maybe we picked the wrong one because mm. it's just such a universally appreciated shirt. A, a, a really I wouldn't say unique design because obviously it's appeared on other shirts Cork City and so on but two of them in the uh, two, two of them are in yeah. the, yeah, that's right yeah so yeah. so and, and just the reaction was like actually yeah I mean I think Chris Nee a friend of mine Chris Nee sort of basically sort of said great to see that uh, the, the Football Attic and co have picked the right shirt as number yeah. one and it was kind of without even using those words I think a lot of other people seem to subscribe to that view it's, mm. which was reassuring because we could have we could have gone left field and tried to be controversial and picked you know, the Zaire 1974 show in which case we would have probably got a hell of a lot more flack so at least the funny thing is though we did get an awful lot of flack for number two which was the England the England and that's, we got so much flack for that mm. and that's the one that actually kind of irritates me the most because yeah. I, I would defend that shirt to the Mm-hmm. I think there was a, you know, the meaning behind that, the fact that it was playing in a world where everything yeah. else was, was was not, makes it so special. Yeah. And I, I yeah. still yeah. would argue. And yet the stupid thing is, most of the people moaning about it are the same sort of people who go, oh yeah, I prefer all your traditional shirts. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Idiots. Yes. And um, and I mean that was it. And then there was also, I mean, I think. Um, early on there was a suggestion that we could do an infographic which is what followed directly on afterwards which just helped us kind of like make clear some of the uh, divisions of uh, brands colours designs and so on and so forth but I mean overall guys I think looking back on the we literally we are looking right now at a picture of all 50 shirts that John beautifully illustrated I think we've got such a great range of eras designs colours clubs that yeah, we got a hell of a lot of flack from South American fans who were saying, why, why no kind of river plate? Why no Argentinian kits, uh, Bolivian kits, Peruvian kits? Um, you can't ever include, like, you know, A-League stuff or, or MLS stuff. We've, we've picked stuff that matters to us, and no, I don't think any football fan has an, a truly global view of no. what's going on in the world of football. So I would make that defence against us. But I'm, I'm actually very proud of all the 50 that we picked because there's some... A, a wonderful diversity in there. Yeah, there's a diversity of approach to designing a football kit in there. That, mm. um, 
is is great. The, the only thing I would say about the argument to have Peru shirts in and River Plate shirts in, obviously as soon as you put in a, a Boca Juniors shirt, you're going to have River Plate fans saying that, that they should be in ahead of it. But there is no Sash shirt, which I mentioned earlier. Which is a shame. But we... The, the, well, you say that, but it, it's, so, it's such a... <laughs> I'll say it again. Me. <laughs> we, we have virtually every other design element as an, an example of virtually every, every other major design element that you could think of, but we don't have a sash shirt. I, think, I mean, I think from my point of view, there are several shirts that I would happily get rid of, Jay. Just, I just said the word Jay. I'm just saying, you know, there are several shirts, you know, that these ones here. You know. If you could get rid of one shirt, what would you get rid of? Ooh. That's a very good question. Tech shit. Bro. Say tech shit because you like saying tech shit. I don't know. What I've never heard of the phrase "tech shit" before. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I remember it. We'll have to come back to that. Everyone have a there's, thing. There's one shirt that leaks out to me that I think. Who did I get in? It's one of mine. Yeah. It's that one. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's pointing yes. to. I don't even know what. I don't even know what the color is. <laughs> Corinthians. Is there Corinthians? It is. And I'm looking at it, thinking, do you know, I can see the validity in all of these. <laughs> no, you can see the validity in, in anything that Jay picked. <laughs> <laughs> Get out! Actually, I'll, I'll see you later. Thank you. Tom. <laughs> I'll get me coat. No, that is seriously no. I've mean, got that. The only one. Stripes thing. I do. I, I don't care about the shirt. But I like the stripes thing. Where sponsors all over it. <laughs> that is a. That's got other shirts for that. Yeah, that is. A, that is the only one. The one I think, shirt I think I would have loved to have bought was the. I can't say the Universitarian. Yeah, I think that is an absolute mm. stunner. That really I think is. if I had to get rid of any of the shirts, it obviously wouldn't be one of mine because all mine would be great, especially that Corinthians one. Mm. Um, I think it would probably be. I think either the whole one, not the primary yeah, yeah. one, the yeah, whole that's, one, the that's umbrella probably template, fair. Uh, or the tech shit but I think actually if I had to get rid of any I'd actually get rid of the West Germany one the away the, the, away, the green one because I think that being I mean obviously because it was so far down the list uh, I think it took away from the impact of the home shirt yeah. because we'd already had the exact template and when we're saying this is the best shirt in our opinion ever yeah. the fact that we've already got the exact same template further down the list and in a lower position yeah. I think really kind of took away from the impact it is it. virtually a duplication but it is yeah. it was only worn for one match I think yeah. which I, I quite like about it it's a, it's a little sort of unknown classic almost, but. I, my, I would come at the argument a different way and say if that is the best shirt ever then you're not going to find another 49 shirts that are, are better than that shirt in a different oh, colour I think I still like that Sure. I just think because of the impact it yeah. had on the top 50 that's it yeah. I mean for instance like you know we've got the Granada Bingo Cobb show in there and we've got the Denmark show yeah. so if we were doing it again I probably wouldn't advocate I think if we were doing it again one thing I would say is we have one example of any given template well we talked about that we, we talked about that I know we did yeah, but I think, I think that's something I would change if we did it yeah. with, with that one the Coventry one would win hands down to me because I think you said at the time mm. Coventry has struggled between either pale blue yeah. or stripes yeah. and that one seemed to do both of at the same time which I think yeah. is just genius yeah and I do think it is one of my favourite you know colourways of that shirt 
but I just think if we did it again, I, I would just say I think we need to pick one which we think is the definitive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Match. And maybe it's like the fact that we've actually got you know the Cork City one and yeah. the two West Germany. We've got three of the same sodding template. Yeah, that's not the that's, same template. I'm not having that. It's near enough. Well, that's, that's where Joe and I fell out. That was the one. Yeah, <laughs> and I've grown to love him dearly since. But at the time, <laughs> Jesus, I could have strangled him. <laughs> For that very reason, it all think, comes out now. I think yeah. The whole one's interesting as well because it really was Umbro's wheelchair machines. I think yeah. they were really struggling there, yeah. and everything had got too bitty and it had too many little details. Probably one of the better ones of the lot. But yeah, yes. I, I, I don't think that was. No. I would agree. I, before you even said it, Rich, I was would looking you at say that whole. Better than that Peru shirt, Jay? Would you? Oh, or an well, Ajax is, shirt or a Barcelona you just, shirt? Uh, would you, Jay? <laughs> It's, it's better than a Barcelona show. Is that one of yours, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, yeah. Who else would pick that? <laughs> Is it an obscure shirt. French shirt? No, in which case The it's not side bits look like tiger stripes, it's brilliant. It's not See, the 70s. Oh. It's even then you say something that makes you think, oh yeah, that was so, yeah. so I am. Do you know what I am? It's one of my... One of my <laughs> Princess Diana wore that shirt. The, really? <laughs> it's, it's worth making Queen a point that Les Motherby didn't understand. Les Motherby is like a yeah, whole city, city, whole city yeah. fan and, and runs the whole city shirt, uh, whole city kits website. Yeah. Um, said uh, that he didn't understand why we included that one. So I, I don't understand how we included <laughs> it. And this is the beauty of this project: is that three of us were so against it, and yet it still got in. And how, it does, did how did that happen? Does that happen? happen? This had to beg a lot at the beginning. I think you've actually basically sort of said like it, yeah. I think at one point you actually said include this shirt and I will happily go off on holiday and write about it but I need to know in advance that you're going to pick this please choose this shirt and I'm like alright no, steady I'm still waiting for the brown envelope you promised to sign <laughs> Um, so were there any shirts that have emerged in your mind since and thought not only would I have liked to have nominated but it would have been a success because the one that happened for me about three months after we finished was the Coventry City Talbot kiss and I just thought oh my god that I would have nominated how on earth I forgot that I just don't know because it was a groundbreaking shirt Um, yeah and, and you just sort of think hmm where would that have got to that might have been I do actually have to concede I think I probably would include or at least would have nominated Barcelona Mavis shirt but I do actually think it's a really nice shirt not just because it's a Barca shirt it's a classic I do actually think of all the Barca shirts it is a really nice looking one and we were talking about this just before we started recording and I actually think the current Barca shirt which is very similar to it yeah. with the little sort of shadow stripes looks absolutely gorgeous and possibly one of their best shirts since that one so I think I that. You know, it's a it's a nod to it because oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. And, but that's what it's twenty five years since they won oh, the right, European Cup. I think apart from the um, Fulham Puma shirt I mentioned before, the one the one shirt that someone mentioned to me, and I've got that real, as I said to you, that really hot and cold feeling when you think, oh no, I've made an awful mistake, was the French away Breton shirt, the Nike shirt with the yeah yeah. I just think how oh, yeah, on earth yeah, yeah. did I not oh. even consider that to go in? Yeah, I, I I know we had a lot of French in there. It's kind of a racist shirt, though, isn't it? It kind of is, isn't it? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll go by. 
The only other shirt that I think we kind of neglected was the um, Belgium Adidas early 80s shirts. Oh, yeah. well, that's a one I particularly like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think the away one in particular was it's one of my all-time favourites again. It just sort of slipped through my mind. But that was a um, yeah another regret of mine. Um, yeah. Um, there will always be other other shirts that come to mind. Um, and needless to say, listeners, if you've thought of any since that we should have included, then maybe you could let us know. We'll try and give them a mention on the next podcast. But, I mean, I think overall the pride is still there on the part of all of us. We're still very happy with what we've done. And who knows, at some point in the future, there may be a revision of this or another version of this because um, there will be all the more uh, shirts to include, more recent ones that, you know, that will be coming out in the years to come. Who knows? Um, as it is, um, I think that's probably about all we've got time for, except um, there's no uh, kit off. Uh, vote this week but we can give you the uh, results of the last one it was a Tottenham themed kit off uh, three shirts nominated by uh, Andy Rockall thank you Andy for that and uh, the results are as follows The uh, we've ended the shirt A hoodoo shirt B was the winner um, the Hummel 85 to 87 shirt got 51% of the votes I think we got a record 189 votes I think this time which is wonderful so thank you to all of you for that yeah you did Rich is there again the barometer of the public's uh, taste uh, second was the Admiral 77 to 80 shirt, which got 37%, which ran it pretty close, didn't quite manage it. Um, and the Kappa shirt, sadly, was never in the running. Uh, the most recent one, uh, Shirt C, that got uh, 12% of your votes. Um, but just to say thank you to all of you that took part in that, um, how do we feel about that? A vindication for a decent Hummel kit design? Yeah, I really liked it. And obviously I called it, so you know. I, voted, <laughs> I voted for A, so I can't... Oh, yeah, I think I voted for B. I said that on the last podcast. I think I voted for B. I just thought that was a terrific design. One of those ones, one of those templates, you think... Oh. Deserved to have been seen a bit more widely around the world, but I think it was only Denmark, didn't it? They had a red, red and white, or white and red rather than white and blue. Yeah, yeah, I think I've got to so. <laughs> Jay, were you going to say something else? You looked like you were about to. No, no. Oh, okay. No, no, I'm, I'm in agreement with the result also. Well, that's good then, because we're not going to rehold the vote. So that, uh, we have to go with what <laughs> the public said. But uh, on the next podcast, we'll have another kit off vote for you, and um, obviously, we'll be talking more about kits and the like. Um, but um, I think that's pretty much it. Just want to say thank you, gents, for making my day and um, joining me on this uh, fleeting uh, trip to the UK and for, for talking about a wonderful project. It's been brilliant. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Mm, yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on uh, your podcast, which is good. <laughs> Are there any other podcasts you want to mention, Chris? No, there isn't. No, no. Now, just thank you to both of you, John and Jay, for being a part of this podcast. And uh, we always, as ever, invite you to send in your views if you want to talk about the 50 greatest football shirts ever. Otherwise, our work is done. Uh, thank you, everybody, and we'll see you again very soon. For myself, Rich, Jay, and John, it's goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Do you Jimmy Savile? Do you Jimmy Savile? Come upstairs, I'll show you.